Christmas caught you right. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. Welcome to the first episode of Cheer Buds. The only episode. The only, the first and only episode uh, of Cheer Buds where we talk about the latest and greatest yesterday, today, and tomorrow Christmas music, mm-hmm. uh, all encapsulating. We're doing the albums, the singles, the covers, talking about uh, every the single metal Christmas covers. Song. I mean, everyone that we could think of, which was right. I think three each. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there are much more than that, are there? Mm, the only th- there's only three that I listen to, and then you came up with three other ones that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even sure these are Christmas songs, but like, fine, I'll listen to them. Right. I mean, yeah. I I kind of made them up on the spot. Uh, oh, I you recorded the these. guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I worked with the artist, and I I was like, hey, I got a podcast to do. You mind if we kind of do these songs real quick? Okay. Well, that's impressive. Uh, well. We we've come a long way from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Lucas. It's true. It's time to move on. Everyone's stuck on a fucking reindeer from the forties, man. We got to move yeah. on. But I mean, you know, you know who we are. You know, we're the odd couple. We're the pod couple. The oddcasts and the podcasts. We're all of it. We are the alpha and the omega, the yin and the yang. <laughs> Brett, H bomb, Hanrahan. H bomb. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the H word. Y'all I mean, better watch out. What are your initials? B A H, right? Brett Andrew Hanrahan, B A H. Bah humbug. Yeah. I hate the Christmas season. Mm, yeah. Well, keep that energy, bud. Keep that energy going, because you got me to battle you with Christmas spirit and the and light sword. of the Lord coming from my loins. Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, the good Lord is going down on me, Brett. And <laughs> yeah, I'm going I, down on him. I can only really see the, the, the back of his head. but it, Yeah, I mean, does that make me gay for Jesus? Maybe. But if you're not does it gay, make for, me gay Jesus, for Christmas, Absolutely. Because today, the reason we did this, and I'm so excited to have this conversation, which we've already kind of had once, but let's do it again. Because... <laughs> There's an interesting dichotomy here where I think if most people met us, they would think that you were the more jolly, you know, holiday cheer. Let's yeah, all go donate toys to the needy children type well, of person. You only, you're only saying that because I grow a white beard and I, I grow a couple feet and, and a couple since hundred you were, pounds every December. Yeah, since since you were like nine years old. Yeah, and like it's not like I can stop it, but it passes eventually. It's like Tim Allen every year. Like he can't he the beard just grows every year. He doesn't have a choice. Yeah, right. I try to shave it off. I try to you know, I try to keep my my cheeks stone cold, but they get rosy red. Yeah. And the beard only grows back thicker and thicker 
You just shaved like right before we started recording, so you don't have one right now. But I know by well, the time we're done, you're gonna have a white beard. That, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of people see you walking down the street, and you're just kind of you. You always got these sweaters on you that you're always lighting on fire. You're kind of burning, mm-hmm. stomping them into the ground. I so I mean, I'm a curmudgeon. So people, people look at me and I go, Meh. <laughs> "Yeah, right, Meh. get away from me." And and so people would assume that you are not a fan of neither the Christmas season nor the music that accompanies it. Yes, and they couldn't be more wrong, Bretjamin. I'll tell you, I fucking love Christmas music. I love everything about the Christmas season. I love fireplaces. I love twinkly <laughs> lights. Christmas lights, I found out probably less than 72 hours ago are my favorite form of lighting. <laughs> I love Christmas lights. And they just like, they literally make my eyes relax. I feel like in a weird way. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've ever gone to South Austin and been through that specific neighborhood. Oh yeah. I definitely That's like that. kind of, yeah, they're kind of famous for their lights and that, that neighborhood is like five minutes from my house. Yeah, dude, it's really cool. And I live in a neighborhood right now that, you know, not everyone's doing it up yet right now, but the few that are, it's just so I'll walk my dog at like 10 o'clock at night with a hoodie on and just get fucking stoned walking around looking at Christmas lights. And it's like one of my literally one of my favorite things to do in every year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's got a great vibe, you know, in the, so nice. the, the, the Christmas season has a great vibe of, you know, kind of warmth and giving and receiving and it's it's nice and cold outside you can finally get to wear your jacket that you you get to wear for two months out of the year when you're in texas if it still fits and then you turn on the radio and literally the worst shit gets played every (laughs) single year and it ruins everything so you have become bitter and sour towards christmas music because you've had you've been basically waterboarded with Christmas music for every single like seasonal job you've ever had. Yes. That is one of the many reasons. Uh, my first job after college was at pretzel maker where I was right below the mall speakers blasting the old forties, fifties Christmas. Uh, music. That sucks that you were right by the speakers for eight hours a day. <laughs> and they're so loud. Know, they have to be loud for everyone to hear it. So I bet it was so loud for you guys. It was the worst. I mean, luckily we had the stoves trying, kind of drowning out the noise a bit, but it was my first and hopefully last time working 50, 60 hour weeks. Uh, and for that had... to be the soundtrack to it. Ugh. Yeah, it I love it. It's like, luckily worst. I had the drone, the ele- electronic drone of giant ovens to tune out the fucking Christmas tunes. Well, yeah, luckily I could stick my head in every once in a while and I would feel something. <laughs> Yeah, you said it the other day. You were you were like, uh, you remember feelings? Like you remember like you you know what it's like to feel things still. And I'm just like, yeah, Brett, what the fuck? <laughs> what are like, you talking about? Sorry, like if I, if my head isn't in a stove, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I you know it's so I can't blame you for hating Christmas music because I have also done you know uh, several tours of. <laughs> retail uh seasonal work you, and you've done a couple missions i've done man like 
I don't have to play any of those Call of Duty games because I've lived that shit. <laughs> but the Christmas music that was playing elevated was my favorite you. part. It was my it favorite gave you part. the strength to pull through the chaotic Christmas season. Yeah, I had little tiny angel wings just sprout on my back every time I got into work. And I had some fucking really shitty, shitty jobs. <laughs> really shitty retail jobs. <laughs> Working around Christmas, Black Friday, you know, fucking any Christmas sales or whatever. Like, I've done it. I've worked at PacSun. For that shit, like if you've never had a forty-seven-year-old white woman yell at you because you don't have the, her son's size and jeans, like you haven't lived. Yeah, you know, yeah, you haven't truly experienced the entire gamut of humanity. I'd yeah, say. or lack thereof. Like you haven't seen. <laughs> there's a certain darkness that comes out in people <laughs> during Christmas. No, when it's supposed yeah. to be such a pleasant and peaceful and joyous time of year. But no, it's it's really, you know, you go anywhere in December and it's just packed and everyone's running around it's and everyone's fucking safari, angry at man. each other. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's just a. It's like we revert back three hundred years to being cavemen. Yeah, it's like we're know, on a, everyone's like, on a quest for fire, and it's just like, dude, if you don't find the fire in the shape of a fucking you know the Green Hornet on DVD, like your kid is gonna be fine. <laughs> like that was my worst that was my worst retail job during Christmas was at a store called For Your Entertainment FYE and it was like a CD store and we also sold movies yeah. and you know fucking random little knickknacks and stuff and right, yeah. dude I was 16 years old I was but a child I barely had a fucking hair on a, on a nut and I was getting yelled <laughs> at by these people in their 50s and 60s just like why don't you have this movie why don't you have the cd why don't you have the hottest cd that's out right now and i'm just like i was getting yelled at dude like out of my eight to nine hour shift i would say a solid three hours a day collectively of Uh. dealing with people who were so angry and so stressed out and i would come home and it still didn't kill my christmas spirit but when i was there holy fuck man it was so hard to see like that side of humans yeah no it's 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 rough you know and it's like when there was a i've done a couple garage sales for my mom and just seeing these don't get me started on garage sales (laughs) just well seeing these old white rich ass people roll up in their in their cars and they're like can you take this down from 75 cents to 50 cents? I don't yeah. want to pay that much for it. And it's like, you are you kidding me right now? Like, this yeah. is a drum set. <laughs> it's like, you should, I know. Like, I'm already giving it to you at 90% discount. Oh, dude. Uh, but just, no, it's just the, the Christmas season brings out the most animalistic in us. You know? It's so, it sucks that it's like this, Um, you know, it's not natural. Like it is a pressure put on to people because, you know, Americans are just bred to be consumers. Like we're trained from birth as, as you know, from as long as we can remember to be consumers. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much pressure to get your kid that toy or to get your wife that ring 
or you know that fucking whatever like it was it's really it really sucks man because truly growing up i mean i was spoiled as fuck (laughs) i mean yeah same here i was very spoiled i mean we grew up with musical instruments man like that's that isn't that doesn't happen for everybody you know and i grew up with multiple instruments there was like three or four christmases in a row that i got a guitar and it was because i asked for one you know and that's fucking that's on me but (laughs) i i never did like i always appreciated it always there was even times where like i didn't play i got a gibson sg one year platinum like all silver the whole thing was silver everything was silver on the guitar and it was so fucking badass and i still have it and there was maybe six months that i didn't play it because i was so worried about dinging it (laughs) or breaking something right yeah because i was so psyched to have this thing i was like holy fuck i have this thing you know like i was pretty materialistic growing up and the man the older i got like christmas i could honestly care less about presents now for the last probably 10 years 15 years i haven't cared about the presents yeah, my uh, you know, my roommates and I, it, it, my my buddies and I, we don't really get presents for each other, uh, right. which is, it's it's mainly because we can't afford it. Yeah, uh, which is a great but, reason. <laughs> I didn't buy presents also, for anyone for so long because I couldn't afford it. But you know, it's it, we also understand like, you know, the time we spend together, and we'll like have a special meal or something. You know, around Christmas, and and you know that's, See, that's enough, nice. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. Um. But I love that. Like I did you know, Friendsgiving but, every year. You know, I love that shit. Yeah. Right. That's really uh, what then, it is about. The older I get, it's like I just want to spend time, man. I just want to like have fun and be cozy, and you know, right. drink drink whiskey or hot chocolate and hang out by the fire and just like watch be, some kind of movie or something. Dude, movies are a huge thing for Christmas for me. <laughs> They're movies. I mean, I make movies a part of every like big tentpole event of the year for me. And I love Christmas movies. I love tangentially related Christmas movies like Die Hard. And, you know, all the, like these ones that just kind of have Christmas as a backdrop. And yeah, man, I truly, truly love it. It, I think it is like the happiest I am all year. I just seem to just be so fucking jolly this time of year and I love it and I look forward to it every year and a huge part of it is Christmas music and I fucking love Christmas music and I always loved it I didn't it never bothered me when I was working retail especially because I was the one that I worked at a a used bookstore that was that also sold shitty old CDs and stuff but every that Christmas all the employees went into all the CDs that, that we had at the store and picked out all the Christmas ones. So there was the most random ass Christmas music I heard <laughs> that season. And I loved it. I aye, loved all aye, of it. Aye. And, and I'm just so, it always surprises me, even though I can never blame someone. I'm always surprised when someone tells me that they don't like Christmas music, even more when they say that they hate Christmas music and you fucking hate Christmas music. I, I mean, it might be too much to say I loathe it, but I'm pretty sure I I loathe it. Oh it's, my god! Have you? Even, I don't even, know if I've ever loathed. <laughs> you should try it sometime. It's it's pretty freeing. That's a heavy one. Uh, but even before I worked in retail, I never really understood the appeal. It's it's the same. 
you know, 15 songs over and over again. And if it's not those songs, it's songs that sound exactly like those songs. Or if it's not the classics, it's usually really bad. Usually really fucking bad when someone tries to write an original Christmas song these days. I mean, it all sounds bad to me, so I can't really tell the difference. <laughs> but what, I mean, what exactly is it about it? Is it that you don't like the melodies? I know there's not a specific type of production with Christmas music, because all different bands and all different genres have done Christmas songs. So is it the, the just the general, like, because there is those, to make a Christmas song, it has to have a Christmas-type harmony, right? A Christmas-type melody. There's I certain mean, notes that make a Christmas song, I feel like that's the thing right is that i'm i'm sure for you know we don't know the music theory or anything behind it but i'm sure most christmas music falls within a couple keys yeah there has right? to be All a, major. a theory behind it right yes for sure uh and so like that irks me but it's 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 the same with christian music for me which is no matter who plays it and no matter what genre it is it always sounds bad Wow. Uh, and it's like, I can't explain why. And this list, these three songs you gave me surely didn't help me understand why you like them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the listener, uh, you know, it's about time we mentioned that. So what we did on this episode was because Brett hates Christmas music and because I love it, I picked my three favorite Christmas songs for Brett to listen to and for us to talk about. And Brett picked his three most hated Christmas songs to talk about. So that's what we're going to do probably getting started right now. But uh, I just, I don't, I, I, before we get into it, I want to go back to what you were saying, like relating it to Christian music, because I can totally understand that. To me, I see the relation between the two because A, I mean, most Christmas songs are basically Christian music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are, are about Jesus and stuff. But then those are not the ones I like. But then uh, I don't – I see the connection and like you hear – for some reason there's something about Christian rock that the mo- – I can tell fucking five seconds you in. You can just tell. You just know. <laughs> I can tell. It's like instinct. Five seconds into the song, this is Christian rock or whatever. Christian music. Yeah, you absolutely can. And it's the same thing with with Christmas. But uh, – for Christian music, I definitely feel like it has a production value that is just like so ubiquitous to that genre, and I don't feel that way about Christmas music. Is that not? Is that not right? Are they? It's not. Is, well, because because I one of the songs here, you brought today is a fucking like punk rock Christmas song. One of the songs, two of the songs I brought are punk rock, and okay. they don't have at all the same production as like All I Want for and, Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. You, but Lucas, look me in the eyes right now, okay? I'm looking at you. Are you fucking with me <laughs> about the production? When when you picked the two Yobs songs, which by the way should be considered cheating. <laughs> no, they bleed into Are each you... other, and it is the it is the length of one normal song. So I thought that counted as one. But I, I listened to the songs multiple times. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> you like these songs? You with gave the, this Okay, no. Okay, with no. the Yobs with the Yobs I, song. <laughs> shut up. I have the the Jean Luc guitar review of the Yobs up on my Whoa, screen right now. Oh my god, you're just gonna fucking this is like gotcha journalism right now. Just uh, fucking throwing it in my face. 
This album might be one of my faves of all time in regards to Christmas albums. Yeah. Classic 80s Brit punk sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stand it, by that. Can't think of any other Christmas albums that talk about vibrators, whores, fucking, and pubic hair, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I And you gave it. Like a 9.4? I, I, I can't stress this enough. In, in the 365 albums you reviewed last year, you gave 12 of them a 9 plus. Yeah, I listened to 365 records. And you gave this album a 9.4. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that rating. That one uh, was controversial <laughs> for many reasons. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, if that didn't show you, like, if that doesn't tell you how much I love Christmas music, like, that's, you know, that that is such a great example of, it is not how well like, recorded it is uh really bratty shitty early 80s punk rock but these guys um the yobs they fucking i think they're also the boys they go by both they fucking made it their own and it i loved it so much and it was probably like two three weeks before christmas and i was so in the mood for christmas music and i fucking love that record and i think <laughs> it was hard for me to pick which songs to to do for this episode and when i heard christmas the song christmas Mm -hmm. i thought yep this was one of my favorites because it is very original and uh so fun and dirty and hilarious and i thought also brett is gonna hate it (laughs) well you're right on all fronts aren't you so yeah so let's get into it man the first the first one was Christmas by, well, Christmas slash Gloria by uh, the Yobs. And it is, I listened, like we already said, I listened to that record last year. It is their Christmas album. It's called Christmas Album. And I fucking, this song specifically, Christmas, really stood out to me because of how dirty and gross it is. It's so, it's, it's, you know, people talk, there's like basically a genre in rap called like ignorant rap. Where it's yes. just it just goes hard and it's not talking about anything and you could just like kind of just go hard to it and this is yeah. what I think of when I think of ignorant punk. <laughs> yeah, I mean this song is so a lot of songs on this record, but this one especially is so offensive. Yeah, I mean he just talked about like going down on a chick and then having sex, which is like. Well, he's spelling out Whoa. Christmas in a really awful way. C is yeah. for your little clit, H is for your pubic hairs, R is for your rectum, S is for your shitty asshole, <laughs> T is for your massive tits. It just goes down the list like that, and it's so yeah. gross, and it's so funny to me, and I love the three-chord you know, guitar, the palm-muted guitar, the really simple music. It sounds like... As soon as the song starts off with that guitar riff, it does like I do get a Christmas feeling from it. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, it maybe it's just three basic uh, major key chords. I don't know. Lucas, you and I have been doing this podcast for a little less than a year now, and I think one of the things I like most about you is how reasonable and objective you can be, and how you can kind of look outside yourself. Uh, and see things for how they are. Yes. Except for for this stuff, apparently. You got some, like, kryptonite little blinders on you. And 
I just don't under I just don't get it, dude. This is this is not you. This is not you, man. Who are you? It is though. There's many layers to me. I'm an onion, Brett. There's many layers to me. I have dude, I'll my the range of my humor of things that will make me laugh are it's so huge. I will laugh at the dumbest shit. I will laugh at the dirtiest shit. And then I, I, there's really almost nothing I appreciate more than like a really well-crafted joke. Stand-up comedy is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, And this is like what exactly the opposite of what that is. This is the stupidest, dirtiest, just trying to be offensive just for offense sake. Uh, But I, you know, this, I love that they, after this like stupid, awful Christmas song they go into a cover of Gloria and it's so I it's so great it's so fun yeah swing in my balls it's awesome I mean I you know I just love that they took Gloria use it as the chorus of the song use bells do all the Christmas shit and they still are just like I mean there are very few Christmas records that have made it so their own and not just the music but in the lyrics like these dudes did write a bunch of new christmas songs and i fucking love it well i'm i'm glad you like it man because <laughs> someone's got it uh that's that is the best like <laughs> way to shut it down well i'm glad you like it i i mean i think the harmonies are pretty cool uh in gloria uh it's fun <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you find it fun. That's so much fun. <laughs> Dude, this is the first episode of this podcast that I haven't taken notes. I'm like, I can just talk. I'm just going to talk about this shit. I what I <laughs> Dude, I hate I don't I don't want to bring this energy. I don't like I like love this. this energy. What do you got to take notes about? <laughs> it's fucking it's true. Music. It's true. I mean, I thought I would at least take notes on the songs that you brought in. But I really didn't need to, and uh, and I want to no. get into the first one of those, man, which I had no idea this song existed. But Xmas uh, by Corey Taylor, the singer of Slipknot, he wrote a Chris an anti Christmas oh, song, and and I don't know if I brought this up on this alternate universe of this episode, right? Uh, where Lucas sang the high part to White Christmas, <laughs> uh, but it's. The songs that are anti-Christmas are just as bad as the songs about Christmas. And I think that speaks volumes uh, on the genre itself. (laughs) Because this is... Boy, this is a rough song. It's... Yeah, you know, I feel like it is in the vein of social distortion type punk music, which I like. Because I love me some Social D. But I agree. I think anti-Christmas songs are almost more cringy than Christmas pro Christmas songs. I, you know what? I could definitely get behind that. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I understand not liking Christmas music. I, I guess to an extent, if something like awful happened in your life around Christmas, I can understand not liking Christmas maybe. Sure. But you know, maybe, but to hate Christmas is very weird to me. And Corey, I just feel like Corey Taylor is being such a, like, it's, this is such edgelord fucking Chad energy on this song. (laughs) I, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, 
one of the easiest things to do to be quote unquote controversial is to just hate Christmas or whatever. Yeah, this whole but, thing's just a fuck you to all the people who love Christmas. And it's just like, God, dude, you just come off as a as a as a dickwad, and maybe that's what you want to do. It sounds like that's what you want to do. Dude, and he goes, and all you, uh, yeah, it's it's so. Like what He's, sucks is that I I kind of like the music and the melody. <laughs> really? A little bit. I mean, it is nothing special. It is not good, but it's just catchy. All right, well. You know, I think it's a catchy song as much as I want to, and I do dislike the whole thing. (laughs) And, you know, there's something, like, it sucks, man, because this podcast has kind of ruined Corey Taylor for me. And you introducing this song into my life, because I didn't know this fucking thing existed, and I probably would have never found out had it not been for you. Like, this just adds to the lore of, man, Corey Taylor's a fucking douche. Oh man! Well, like who writes a song like this? It's he. It's so weird to think of this as the singer for Slipknot because it seems like his solo stuff has kind of gone more to the country rock side of things. Yeah, it is really lacking. I mean, Stone Sour, I think is you know oh, I this think might Stone be Sour's... controversial. Well, I, I think, think they're, they're pretty cool. I think they're. I hate them. <laughs> I, I hate Stone Sour. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, and there's just, it sucks, man, because I totally get where Corey Taylor's coming from on this song, but it's just, it's so in, in a hateful spirit, I think. It's like, if he was, if it was a funny song, that'd be different, but it's not funny. It's like, and now every year the malls are just for Madhouse. Yeah, you know where to stick them jingle bells. I mean, Jesus Christ. But like, ugh. Yeah, Nothing's now every year depressing. the malls are just a madhouse, full of empty pockets, thoughts, and smiles. Just the smell of eggnog makes me vomit, and those colored lights are fucking infantile. It's just like, yeah, it's oh, like, dude, get off it, get off dude. your fucking high horse. Who? Oh god. And in in the first verse, you can kind of tell who he's pandering to. He's like, I'm I ain't no Wiccan commie nut or nothing. Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. oh okay, this is you're just like you're just a Bud Light. Country <laughs> poser dude. This is the most Bud Light anti Christmas song ever. Where did you hear this song? Um, boy, you know what? Uh, I think we were just <laughs> You're my, like my buddy Lily. <laughs> my buddy Lily found CMFT, which is Corey Motherfucking Taylor. Yeah, uh, which His is rap a song, song he put out. And we were just kind of going down the list of uh, Corey Taylor songs, and we just found this one. The music video makes it. 10 times worse. Uh, I don't know if you checked it out. No. Uh, Maybe you don't have to, but I listened to the song like seven times. I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good that we might just move on to the next one, huh? I think it's worth moving on. And I think we should go back into the positive, into the great, into the honestly fucking classic white Christmas by the drifters, which it's a personal, one of my top three favorite renditions of this song. Uh, one of my top three Christmas songs of all time. And oh, a lot wow. of it has to do with the fact that it was in Home Alone 2, I think. Either Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2. <laughs> uh, I always loved it. And I grew up singing this song. The moment that my voice was low enough for me to go... The moment I could do that, I didn't stop singing this song. Every Christmas. So, what did you think about it, man? Because this, I feel like, is a hard one to hate. 
I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's like. <laughs> don't you love the eyes, low boys and the high boys? My eyes kind of glaze over a little bit. <laughs> you don't like doo wop? I. I can't say I hate it. You know, I can't say I hate the song. Yeah, this is like a almost like a barbershop quartet rendition of White Christmas and like the like all these little yeah. melody and harmonies going on, four part uh-huh. harmonies. And then that second voice comes in and I'm pretty sure that's a dude doing a very high voice. Oh yeah, 100%. But, okay. Yeah, this is five different guys. So you have a okay. bunch of like doop 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 like all harmonies in the background you have moments where they're like ah, like little <laughs> harmony like four part harmonies going on and then yeah man that switch off between the bass and the falsetto oh man when that guy comes in like I love the low voice already when ah, 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 yeah. when that comes in it is just pure joy to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's well, so I- fun you know, I was reading the comments to a YouTube video of this song, and it kind of made me realize that these Christmas songs are a lot of people's, like, happy place. Like, yeah. kind of their comfort music, right, when they're in times of distress. It's very nostalgic. So, I do appreciate that about the music, is that it, you know, it, like, I think I get it a little more now why people like it, but when I hear uh, the Drifters version of White Christmas... I just hear the same song that I've heard a hundred times with nothing much to it. Oh, man. Well, I mean, again, I can understand what you mean. But to me, it's like it's doo-wop. So that's different. It's almost an acapella song. So, you know, you've heard yeah. there's a ton of Christmas acapella stuff. But uh, it's, you know, it's, I think the instrumentation is really simple and really nice. I think the melodies are super fucking clean. The voices are like goofy, but that makes them fun, you know? And yeah, I, I do, I do appreciate the, the melody of the vocals on this one. A lot of Christmas music, uh, ever since Michael Buble and well, and Frank Sinatra, you know, came on the scene is, is a lot of like really, low really easy stuff to sing to not too many i don't know not nothing too much to to kind of look at in t- in terms yeah. of like vocal melody they made this like a really fun doo-wop rendition of a song and it, it does have the backdrop of very simple jazz you know but man yeah this song is such a vibe and it's so literally like it really does just fucking it turns on my heart light it's this song is very special to me it's it's one that it's this was the first song i thought of and uh i was singing it the other day like just fucking hanging out folding laundry and i'm just singing this song and i'm going back and forth between the bass and the and the fucking falsetto and it's just having so much fun man well that's why i hate hating on it man yeah, well, you know? no, I love hearing your. I love hearing why you hate Christmas music, though. Like that was what it was so exciting to me about doing this episode. Was like, I a I didn't even know until a week ago that you hated Christmas music, and then like <laughs> we thought of this idea. <laughs> was just and I'm like, yes, dude, this is gonna be fascinating. Like I get to share why I love it so much, and then I get to hear why you hate it. And I just it's I feel like you haven't yet articulated what it is about 
the music that you hate? I mean, it's I I wish I could detail it better. It might be because I feel it's like it is just usually, this innate thing in you. It, you just fucking it's, it's, hate it. It's it's usually very slow. Um, yes. it can be pretty minimal at times. At uh, times, and then sometimes there's like a fucking orchestra. I mean, yeah. If we're <laughs> if we're gonna, you know, and we'll get to that. Oh uh, yeah. But like, yeah, a lot of especially like the older stuff, like the the classics, is, you know, there's just nothing to really. There's just the vocals, and then everything else is just kind of like, uh, you know, whatever. Here's some jingle bells. Awesome. I think I am boiling it down. I am distilling why you hate Christmas music so much to this one thing. Mm-hmm. At the root of it all, it's slow. <laughs> I mean... You like fast music. I I like fast music, but... I don't You're think there boy. are any fast Christmas songs I like. No, I mean, I don't know if you listen to the to the Bad Religion Christmas album or, you know, like um, there's... I, <laughs> you just grimaced like that. Like... I, I can't imagine enjoying that album, but I haven't given it a fair shake, so I don't know. Oh my God, you had like a physical reaction to that. <laughs> you winced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, a shit. fucking Scrooge, man. I'm just uh, a fucking Scrooge. Well, dude, I thought another song. Let's get to your second song. This one was fucking hilarious to me. And it was Michael Bublé's rendition of Santa Baby, <laughs> which is such a weird choice for him. And I love whenever you sent me that, because that was the last one that you, you selected. Mm-hmm. And you texted me, and I was just like, "What? Okay." And I, I think I said something about like, "This is so funny." And you were just, you, or you said, <laughs> you said something like, "Dude, he's trying so hard to be straight on this song." <laughs> <laughs> and I, after hearing it so many times, there are so many weird moments in this song, and I think it's 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 all because this song is supposed to be written from a woman's perspective. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the thing that a lot of, you know, it, when one gender covers a song, the other gender does it. It it, it it's a, gets a little complicated if they don't want to appear, you know, homosexual. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, he switched but, it up to Santa Buddy. <laughs> like Santa every now and then. Yeah, it's almost like he's. I can tell, you know, what he's trying to do. He's trying to be back like the fifties, forties. Like, hey, baby. You know, like talking to your friends, like Santa baby, come on, you know. Hey, Poppy, Santa Poppy. But there's one part of the song that he says, Santa buddy, one thing that I really do need, the D. And I was like, the D? To a platinum mine. See, he's saying the deed, but he is not enunciating that last D Indeed. So it sounds like the one thing I really do need, the D. And I'm like, okay, so he just went all in because this whole thing is, this whole song is oddly kind of homoerotic and it's all because of that. (laughs) It's all because it's supposed (laughs) to be from a woman's perspective. And they didn't, to me, they did not change it up enough to make this song (laughs) not awkward. Yeah. They should have called it Santa Buddy. The whole thing, Santa Buddy. 
I think he should have gone all in. Yeah, fuck I think it. Should have been hitting the, the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Like if you're gonna like, sing this song, why make it a a masculine version? Like just do the fucking thing. Are you gonna do yeah, girls like, just want to have fun and change it to boys just want to have fun and then have to fucking change all the lyrics? There are some people. It doesn't matter what gender you are, that you gotta hit on, Jesus, right? Oh, for sure, dude. You see those abs on, from the cross from his. You got right. the, the Jesus on like, the cross abs. Br- Brad Pitt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you saw him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he took his shirt off on the roof, I mean, yeah, everyone's gotta. You know, everyone and, thinks about Brad Pitt every now and then. Yeah, and and Santa Claus. You know. Clearly, people love dad bods. You know, he, he's, he's a jolly guy. Like, he'll give you all those presents. You know he's a cool dude. He'll he's bring you along in his sleigh. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a magical... Dude, He he's draped in velvet. Like, that must be so nice to hug. You know? <laughs> that must be so nice on the... On uh, just, you know, he, he, I would be naked hugging Santa is what I'm imagining. Just to he, feel he, velvet all over my body. Dude, you know he smells like warm cookies, you know? Uh, I want to smell like warm cookies, Brett. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. You got to get the, the, the Santa fragrance. I got to go fuck Santa Claus. <laughs> Which, you know, after listening to Santa Baby by Michael Buble, I kind of want to fuck Santa Claus now. This, this song has somehow sexualized Santa more than the original. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I, it could have been any Michael Buble song, honestly. Uh, I think I picked this one mainly because of just like how dredging it is and how he's trying so hard to be like i'm not gay i'm not gay i swear i'm not gay slip a rolex under the tree oh my god (laughs) a 65 convertible to steel blue it's like okay all guy stuff i want a rolex i want a car and it's just like there's so there's just nothing happening in this song for me no, it, it, it is. It it's hilarious to me. me to tears. But I got to give it up to Buble. He has a fantastic voice. I think this is the probably the only time we will ever talk about Michael Buble on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and well, I want to well, give him his know. due. If, his, if that uh, experimental noise album comes out next year, maybe we'll get back on him. That's true. If he wants to partner with Death Grips, I'm all about it. If, <laughs> if he wants to get on the next Bad Bad Not Good record, I'm there. But for now... Buble, baby, we love you, but uh, you miss me with this one, bud. Well, let's get on to uh, a little uh, classic, a real staple in the Christmas genre, right? You see commercials for them every year. Oh, yeah. The most metal Christmas song ever written. It's Trans-Siberian Orchestra, uh, Christmas Eve slash... Sarajevo. Sarajevo. Twelve twenty four. The instrumental. Oh man! If you guys don't know this by title, it is the one that they go. Yeah. It's the classic guitar cover one. Uh, my friend used to have a Line Six guitar amp, and it had a um, kind of like a not really a loop, on it. not really a loop function, but it had that thing where like it would the delay was in a type of way that he could play over it and it would like play mm. all the stuff that he would play over and it would just keep repeating. And he right. did that. And he like harmonized it like seven times. And we were just, <laughs> I'm just sitting there stone, just watching him do it. I'm just like, like yeah. Yo. I'm like, yeah, man, that's really good. 
And, uh, dude, this song is fucking epic. I think it is super cheesy and ridiculous and stupid. And it's like the cheesiest metal ever. Uh, but I love it, man. This song, since I was a kid, has just been the fucking most hype Christmas song ever. I mean, the Siberian Orchestra definitely do all they can to make Christmas as hardcore as it can be. <laughs> and they still have really cheesy production. Oh, for sure. Trying so hard to be like, like, again, you know, palm muting, multiple guitars, solos, riffs out the fucking butt. And, mm-hmm. but they still have the really cheesy bells and the twinkles and they still have the really like cheesy that wide open really reverby guitar tone that's on like yeah, fucking prog right. metal but like really bad prog metal <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could say this is a prog rock Christmas song right or is it just metal I I would say it's a definitely metal sounding Christmas song dude they, they have those clean, distorted, like, Cloroxed uh, guitar tones in there. Be- like, perfectly said, Cloroxed. Like, uh, it is so... There's something so saccharine and, like, lacking balls to that guitar but, tone. <laughs> but, you know, whenever they do those, like, high, like, wow, wow. It's like, I don't know, I kind of feel oh. it. Oh, it's fucking killer, man. And that they have the 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 synth strings going off and they have that fucking yeah, grand right. piano banging on the fucking keys. Yeah, dude. This is one that uh this is a bucket list band for me to see live and a definitely a bucket list song for me to see live. Dang. Well, what sucks I don't is know. that every yeah, well, everything else by them is like I fucking hate. I didn't know they this did is the, other stuff. Dude, they have albums and albums of original Christmas songs, and they kind of take from classics also and incorporate them in, and sometimes they'll do a cover or whatever. But, yeah, they have multiple Christmas records, and a lot of them are just like... I mean, I'm at, if you hear how cheesy that guitar tone is and the synth and the piano, imagine how cheesy the vocals would be. Oh, yeah, for you sure. You can hear it in your head. It's you already know what it sounds like, so yeah, that's that's what all their other songs sound like. That's why this one says instrumental on it, and that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> and I, man, I remember Trans Siberian Orchestra was probably my first like exposure to a multi kind of like you know like metal and orchestra combining into something, right? Like a kind of yeah. multi-genre combination of things that you wouldn't expect and working out so well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the first time I heard that was S&M by Metallica. But I think that was right around the same time as I heard Trans-Siberian for the first time. Mm. Uh, yeah, dude, the combination works so well. I mean, do you... Is this just another... Even though all of it... All of it's so fucking great. Even it's so cheesy. It's still so good. Do you still hate it, Brett? That is the question. Well, I'll tell have, you this. Have I turned you? This this particular song, it, it's very it's very unfortunate for you that you brought it to me, because oh. my first association with this song before I even knew it was a Christmas song, 
was the old, old fossil like meme of the guy at McDonald's or something. And he's like, ding, fries are done, ding, fries are done, ding, fries are done. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope, I've never seen that. Oh, man. He he basically does the whole song. I got a bit of bet in a paper hat. Would you like an apple pie with that? And it was oh, like boy. one of the first internet jokes that I'd ever seen. And even listening to it now, probably 20 years later, uh, it's still the first thing I think of. Oh, that sounds and it's so real cringe. But I, I think the riff it can is very epic yeah and it it translates very well uh and i don't know it's not like i'm gonna put it on my on my ipod or anything but it's (laughs) it's definitely my favorite of the three that you brought in all right all right i'll accept that i didn't think i was gonna i didn't think i was gonna make you a believer it with just one christmas episode that's why the rest of this month we're just gonna keep listening to christmas (laughs) we're keeping it going I'm going to keep sending you songs and records and books. You're either going to elevate me out of the pit or you're going to drive me further in. I mean, you think you're out, but I'm just going to bring you right back in. And I think it's, uh, I mean, I think it's about time we get to the, the last song that we were both forced to listen to. And this was your last selection. And it's by the waitresses. It's a song called Christmas Mm -hmm. wrapping. This is a song that my roommate Lily in particular had a horrible experience with. It would come on in Hot Topic every single day. Uh, I also heard it a couple times on the on the radio, not nearly as much as she did, but this might be one of the worst vocal songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, why do you say that? <laughs> the flow is so fucking whack on this song. <laughs> Is it not? Does it not sound like she's making up the lyrics as she goes? Uh, I mean, let me see. Let me, let me. Yeah, it's very '80s. It's very new wave. It's very like lazy vocals. Uh, and, like some of the some of the lines just don't even rhyme, and she has this awkward pacing on some things. Like she wrote the lyrics out first. And then just got in the studio and was like, well, I'll figure it out as I'm singing it. <laughs> uh, and then she kind of didn't. And then, like, the the chorus is annoying and the harmony is really weird. You know? It, it, like, this weird high harmony that gets higher and it feels like it shouldn't be there. Do you know what I'm talking about? The which part? The Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, but I think I'll miss just one this year. And there's like a high vocal that's like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and I think I'll miss just one this year. (laughs) Here's the thing, Brett. Mm -hmm. I love this song. You love this song. I. You love this song? I had never heard this before until you brought it up to me, and I absolutely love this song. Oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> Dude, I... I fucked myself! I love the music. It is super 80s new wave, like... Like, maybe Prince-esque type of, like, cheesy 80s vibe. But then you have this really... I love the lazy vocals and the verses. And that part with the... You know how much I love saxophone, Brett. 
It is your I mean, mistake for bringing me a song with a really cool saxophone part. They, how how you can ruin a song with such good sax and such good bass in it the whole time? Yeah, can only be done by Christmas. The 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 bass is great on it, and dude, that fucking saxophone. It is so catchy. I. Didn't like the song until he got to that part, and then every time I heard it after that, which was a lot, uh, man, I fucking love this song. <laughs> oh boy, you 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 know what? We're gonna hang out in Cali, and and we're driving around. You better not put this on, or I'm swerving the car. I'll swerve it into a ditch. I mean, what if I just played the instrumental version? I you know what? I might be able to bear through that. It's I also think... a four and a half minute song, and this is the short version, Lucas. I know that's surprising. There's like a five minute twenty second version. Yeah, and I didn't. I like. I don't care to listen to it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. It's a little too long. This is this but is this is enough as it is. I love it. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. But I think I missed this one this year. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, oh, dude. <laughs> you fucked up, man. Because this is. This is a new one of my new oh, favorites. Man. Oh no. <laughs> it's rare that you hear an original Christmas song that you like, Brett, and when you hear it you got to fucking glob onto it like a parasite, like one of those sucker fish on the bottom of a shark. That's all I'm going to do to this song for the next month. Oh god, I'm sorry. Uh, how, what is what is Christina's kind of kind of viewpoint of Christmas music? Christmas uh she Christina likes Christmas music, but uh, doesn't love it as much as I do, but she definitely likes it, and she loves the season, you know. Uh, okay. But she, I mean, I don't know. I think I have like a, I'm one of those weird people that really loves Christmas music. Like that's I know that's not normal. <laughs> so after an hour uh, of no, talking I mean, about it, I can admit that I know I'm not normal. Every no, every like white chicken mom that I've met loves it. I think it's you know, it's it's, it's just fine. I don't. I, I don't know. I really don't know the ratio of people to who do and do not like Christmas music. I would assume they all love it because it plays every single year, nonstop for two and a half months. Yeah, I would say at this point it's cool to not like Christmas music. So people, you know, around our age, let's say like twenty-five to forty, I would say it's probably fifty-fifty. People are either love it or hate it, and I don't think. I think there's a very small percentage of people that don't feel one way or the other. They don't hate it. They don't love it. I think it's like you either I, love it or you fucking hate it. I feel like you gotta be on one side of that fence. I don't yeah, think you can be. There's in no in between. There's no in between. <laughs> but you know, I have a fucking. I'm. I'm like we've said before. I'm an onion, and I have many. You smell. I have. I smell. You cry. But I have many layers to that smell, and one of those layers might just be a middle-aged white woman who fucking loves Christmas music. You know, I this whole podcast, I've been trying to get you to admit that about yourself. And it's so good to finally hear you say it. It's just, it's one part, you know. I'm a parfait more than a, an onion. <laughs> You're an onion parfait. Don't threaten me with a good time, Brett. <laughs> I wouldn't kick you out of bed for eating crackers if you gave me a fucking <laughs> onion parfait. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's time to get to it. What is your choice nug of the songs that I introduced? Oh. God. To you. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. 
do I have to do two or one? No, or? no, just one. Just one choice nug. All right. Well, then I'm going to pick uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra song. It's, Interesting. I'm, not what I thought. I'm not going to listen to it again after this podcast. <laughs> but it it I don't know. It was something that I thought was interesting enough. It had a little bit of energy to it, which I really liked in this kind of desert of emotion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your your well has dried up for Christmas songs, and I get that. But I'm surprised. The- I thought you were going to go with the Drifters. I thought you were going to think Trans Siberian Orchestra was like super just cheesy. Uh, it super is super cheesy, but I think the Drifters is also very cheesy in just that it's a it song is. from like the 60s. It's from 1956. Right? Yeah. And I would say but between those cheesies, uh the Drifters is much more excusable. Yeah. You're more uh, of a Havarti than a a rock Rockfort guy i get yeah it. sure i get it right yeah. whatever all right i mean that's fine i guess <laughs> <laughs> look i'm just i'm just michael kane over here uh, like smacking all the muppets around you know right i'm, I'm just i'm just scrooge i'm just yeah, here you're... trying to keep trying to hoard all my money Being so i can age bug i could buy all the turkeys from all the stores and and keep them for Thanksgiving and Christmas because I think that would be funny. All That's right, what I'm well, doing over here. You know, I know deep down you love Christmas. You just hate Christmas music, and I feel sorry for you. But I I feel sorry for me too. I wish I, I liked it. Honestly, it would make your easier. life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would make your life so much easier. Uh, but dude, I, you know. I love that Trans-Siberian Orchestra song. So I do, I think that's a great choice, Nug. And mine is Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. Yep, I The Waitresses. Fucking, I loved it. I, I think, obviously, the Corey Taylor song was like, you know, that was like, you you were trolling me like I did with the Yobs for you. <laughs> and then Santa Baby, you know, it's just whatever. It's fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, man, I really, genuinely, really like Christmas Wrapping. I love that song. And I can't, again, I can't believe I never heard it before. Um, oh boy. And it's, I've never heard a new wave Christmas song. And I, that was very fun for me. I love the saxophone part and I thought it was catchy. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's rare that you hear an original Christmas song after 1962 or whatever. <laughs> and it's good. So that I appreciate that as well. And you're you're just gonna latch onto that like a like a fly in a fly trap, <sighs> dude. If if that song was a turd, I would be all over it. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you it, all. You know? th- thank you all for listening uh, to this. If if you go on Patreon, we've uploaded each half of our audio. We have the positive and the negative. We have the light and the dark sides of this episode. If you just want to yeah. listen to one side of that. Yeah. If you want either of our isolated tracks, it's on there. $50 a month. You get that. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we send you a, a personalized message once a quarter. It's, I think it's a great deal. You know, I think it's a steal. I if I'm being steal honest. Too. But yeah, listeners, buddies, tell us what you think about. Do you guys like Christmas? Do you like Christmas music? Are you like Brett that you love Christmas but you hate the music? 
Are you like me that you love both and just this is just the best fucking time of year? You look forward to this for months and every or- other time is so dark and it's hard to get through life and then you finally get to Christmas and you can be happy for a month and then you go back to your life after New Year's and are you like me? To, or give us a comment. It, even, you know who I'd really like to hear from is someone who likes Christmas music but hates Christmas. Oh my God, if this person exists, please tell us. Please contact that, us. We will have you on the, the show. <laughs> that might be what we have to do in 2022, the entire year. We just find this one person. Oh, the hunt for the... the what is it? The uh... nope, I'm lost. It. <laughs> but there lost it is. Him just like we lost this person. The Bizarro humbug or whatever. The, biz- <laughs> the Bizarro Scrooge. The Bazumbug. We'll the Bazumbug. Uh, well, on that note, Brett, thank you for being a sport and listening to this music. Uh, thank you for dealing with all my negativity, man. Ugh, well, what else is new? I'm used to it by now. <laughs> Uh, but I'm excited for our next few episodes, man. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna do. Oh man. We're gonna. Our next episodes are what? The next one is is what? Our favorite songs. Our favorite songs from the podcast. Yes. From the whole year, we're gonna dip and back then, into every single episode and pick our three favorite songs each. Yep. Yep. I'm really right. excited to to dive back in, man. That's gonna be really fun. And then listen, y'all. After that, we're picking our favorite albums from the podcast and then after that is something i am so excited for which is the annual earbuds uh eerie awards or the award ceremony yeah we're gonna we're we're gonna and we have 10 different we have 20 different awards that we're gonna be uh, awards ranging from best album of 2021 mm -hmm. best uh best producer worst record of the year uh yeah most We're anticipated gonna... albums 2022 and more yeah i mean there's gonna be it's gonna be really fun that might be a long fucking episode me and brett might be drinking a lot during that episode oh, yeah. i think it's gonna You're be gonna a have great to strap fucking in time yeah dude we're we're get in for the ride it's gonna be a great december uh and i think uh we're gonna have the award show, I, I don't know if you mentioned this, Brett, but it's going to be coming out on our anniversary of our one year of doing this podcast. And yes. that's really exciting. And yeah, buddies, thank you for listening. If you stuck around, if if you're new to it, like we have 40-something episodes now that you can go back and listen. And trust me, it gets better. Uh, we- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe start from top and go down. Yeah, go down. Yeah, go backwards in numerical order. Um because then you're going to get to episodes right around two hours, two and a half hours when you go to the first few. We we were <laughs> we were in there. We were in it to win it. But uh, Brett, what would you uh, what would you rate this episode, guy? Oh boy, I'm rating this episode a a two point three. This was <sighs> this this was this was a a a swamp. This was a Louisiana swamp that 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 I had to trudge through. Just, yeah, just getting yeah. bit by mosquitoes and and right, and right. all different types of bugs that gave me all these diseases. Yeah, all these catfish nipping at your heels. Yep, these yeah. catfish nipping at my damn calluses. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not gonna. I can't lie and say that it doesn't hurt. Uh, uh, but well, I know, mean, I, what are you gonna rate this episode? I'm gonna rate this episode a nine point four because I felt cozy <laughs> and warm. Uh-huh. 
And I, you know, I in my mind, I'm sipping hot chocolate, sitting in front of a fireplace. Uh, and I thought this was really fun. And, uh, and I loved forcing you to listen to this music. So, 9.4 for me. Only for you, bud. Only for I know. I know. That's what makes it so special. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you can catch us on uh, Instagram, EBPCast, at Brahanrahan, at Jean-Luc Guitard, uh, YouTube, all that stuff, man. Come check us out. Leave us comments. Follow us. Subscribe. Let us know what you want us to listen to. And we might listen to an album that you recommend. Who knows? We'll see. I don't know. Anything can happen. I don't know either. Yeah. Maybe the first time we get an album recommended, we'll finally do one. We'll finally go with it. But uh, maybe the first time we get a comment, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The first comment will be nice. (laughs) Maybe on our (laughs) one year anniversary. (laughs) But uh, thanks for listening, buddies. Bye, y'all. Brett, this uh, this was jolly good. This was this was some spoiled eggnog good. Fuck yeah! And a three, and a two, and one. (laughs) 